Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? This is episode 44. Oh my Woo-hoo. gosh. You know, we're we're deep into March Madness territory. Not that we watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we don't watch that all the time. We're at the sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's underway. I feel like this podcast is for the real sickos that want to know about the WNBA all year round. So thank you all for, uh, for tuning into our show throughout the deep, deep off season, but you know, we're coming around, we're coming around to spring daylight savings happened and I felt immediately less depressed than I had been for several months. I don't know if you felt that way, Freddie. Um, yeah, I'm sort of like going back. If to me, it's like about like when I'm working and when I'm not working. And I also mm. did Puerto Rico for two weeks in January, which I'm like, oh, I get why people do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I'm always, nice to break it up. I I'm always afraid to do like like travel south during the winter because I'm afraid I'm gonna come back and almost feel like withdrawal, and that'll make it worse somehow. That did happen, but I will say yeah. the every time I went online um in puerto rico every single comment from toronto was i haven't seen the sun in blank amount of time yeah yeah so then like putting down really bad here and being in the sun i was like oh i guess this is pretty great no well we need to live vicariously through people like you to get through Mm -hmm. it so, you know, we have more sun now. It's getting a bit better now. And uh, spring is upon us. Uh, and so we have some fun WNBA news. Uh, it just came out before we started recording. But Tom breaking. Brady. Yes, breaking news. Tom Brady, NFL legend, uh, became a part owner of the Las Vegas Aces. I mean, who knew a, a piece of the pie was for sale? Yeah, not me, um, but uh, pretty huge. Uh, you know, I think your opinions, I think Brady is definitely, you know, like a good example of someone like a hater, love sports personality guy. Um, but he's a massive name and it's big, big money coming into, I mean, I don't know the exact like rankings of wealth as far as teams go, but I, I, I'd have to assume the Liberty as the wealthiest owner. 
Um, and and the Aces have number two, right? So right. for the Aces to bring in Tom Brady, and you know, we were just talking, we don't know what percentage of the uh, team he's going to own, but that's that's a pretty huge ownership group. Yeah, I mean, we figure he's not going to become a majority owner, but the articles we were reading just before we started recording didn't say like the exact percentage of ownership he has. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about how like, you know, the aces and the Liberty have been stacking up their teams player wise. Now they're stacking them up owner wise, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, also, if we're just thinking, you know, sort of like, america and uh you know we always got to say we're, we're from toronto here canada um but you know this is a this is also going to be a major major i think that our conversation about the sun gave that away <laughs> it did it really did <laughs> but it's going to be a major major u.s headline like this is you know arguably yeah. you know in some people's mind the best player to ever play football um going all the way in and you know owning a w nba team even if it's partially right so that's gonna it's it's a big deal it's it's going to lend uh, publicity to the sport it's going to give credit to it um you know also uh, you know football i think a lot of canadians don't realize this but you know football still the nfl is way bigger than the nba it's by far the biggest league in north america that makes the most money um by a long shot and yeah the nfl franchises are the biggest right and obviously mark davis al davis's son uh, a lot of people know from raiders fame but yeah this is cool so bringing in that nfl connection i mean yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty giant and uh, a huge huge win for the aces i think yeah i mean from a business perspective it's a huge win like you know i'm not really a huge fan like i i don't really follow him but i remember he when he wore like the maga hat and stuff so i was like yeah, oh, like yeah. politics probably aren't the best but hopefully that you know none of that kind of like rubs off on the team because i would assume the majority of them feel the opposite way um but Agreed. if you do feel uh that way you know i mean sophie cunningham's not on this team but uh i was ah. gonna say uh you know he's single so you wow. know okay another he's angle single. he's single Healthy plum single wow got Ready married you got married at the wrong time no, i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're now i love how you went from mega hat to assuming he's that single you know I, date mean, him. I wouldn't i say that now I mean, he has a lot of money. I would not. I'll say that. I'm standing by that. Yeah, good for you, Freddie. That's very easy Thank for you. you to say. Uh, no, I wouldn't. But I understand the eligible bachelor quality. Sure. So, you know, that may or may not be intriguing. That's all. I'm just pointing it out. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a factor. It's a factor. Uh, we're, we're <laughs> and collect- he likes tall women. We know he likes tall women. Sure. We're collecting all the evidence. We're putting it together. What does this all mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, MAGA hat. I don't, bachelor, I don't know. Money. Any, I, <laughs> I actually <laughs> don't know anything about his personality at all. Like, I don't know a single thing about him other than he's divorced from Giselle Bunchin. I, I, I wore I mean, mega hat many years ago. I'll say this: I know that he is an incredible quarterback, and he's hyper 
competitive and he's, you know, one of those intense sports minds, right? Like you can compare him to other greats and other sports. Um, I don't know how, what his basketball IQ is, but he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to, you know, own something for fun and Mm. just want to make money. Like, I think he's the type of person who's coming into a scenario uh, and he wants to win. So like you think he'll be a passionate owner? I think so. I think so. I mean, that I that who knows? I'm, I may, maybe, yeah, maybe this is part of his whatever's going on with him, his like his breakup crisis and other news <laughs> to come. But, but I, I, if I had to, if I, if I had to take a bet, I think that he's going to be very involved and very competitive. Okay, that's great. I want this to be a part of his divorce crisis, but only in very funny, uh, no harm, no foul ways. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. want this to be, yeah, I don't know. I don't I know want what him, that looks like, but yeah. I want him at halftime, out center court, throwing footballs. To the crowd. Uh, to the crowd. Like, he could probably throw it to the upper bowl. I'm sure he could, buddy. See, let's see what that arm still has. You know, launch some footballs into the crowd. We'll go wild. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. I'm like, this is how little I know about football. I'm like, oh, they, they're the ones who throw, right? And then the, the quarterbacks and then the yeah. others are the ones crashing bodies. Sure. The other ones. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of positions. Let's let's honestly stick to our sport because I feel like, yeah, I'll even, I'll get to a part where, I, I mean, I know a decent amount about football, but also I am all, uh, I, I'm definitely one of those people when the Super Bowl comes around, I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. What's going on? What's going on? You know? Yeah. I mean, we all know that I'm team Janet Jackson, so I'm sure yeah. I've mentioned it on this podcast at some point. And where is she from? Where? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I know the Jacksons. I just, if I knew their hometown, that would be better for the conversation. No, I actually forgot. <laughs> Did you? I actually forgot. Oh, man. It was like you were roasting me right now. It was perfect. Indiana. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, um, no, that's a Gary, Indiana. <laughs> I was going to say Jackson, Indiana. And then I'm like, that can't be right. No. But the street that they are that they grew up on is called Jackson street. Okay. Well, that and then they create, and then they released a song in the eighties called 2300 Jackson street. Honestly, was- good for them. Yeah. Why um, not? I'm proud of them. Um, okay, cool. In other news, uh, the schedule's out now. Um, we yeah, have the full go. WNBA schedule and Freddie, our question is, what games are you circling on your calendar? Um, here we go. Uh, there's a lot of sort of juicy stuff here, but I'm going to start with uh, Stewie playing Seattle. Uh, I think hmm. it's going to be emotional. I think it's going to be big. Um, that's going to be uh, the first time on Tuesday, May 30th. And the second time is going to be uh, Saturday, July 8th. Um, yeah, is it, sorry, uh, the, yeah, Tuesday, May 30th is, um, in Seattle. So, you know, that's going to be a big deal. That's, that's a big emotional return. Um, I've, I got lots of other picks, but I'll let you go next. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. We should trade off picks. 
Um, I'm going to go with my Phoenix Mercury. Yeah. And not, well, it's hard to pick their first game or their first home game, but the Brittany Griner return. Uh, so the first away game is the 19th, but I think the home game's going to be really special, which is the 21st, Sunday yeah, the 21st. Sure. Uh, and that's going to be against New York. Oh, no, it isn't. I'm getting, I'm getting, um, crisscrossed here. It's going to be against Chicago, which is also fun because that's their, uh, finals rival. Um, so yeah, I'm going, okay. Uh, my first pick, we're doing this like the draft now. Yeah. I guess um, so. Is uh Sunday the twenty first uh Brittany Griner's return? Um, that's pretty massive. Uh I think um home return, let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the 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 Brittany Griner everything, right? It's going to be so gigantic, like it's gonna be emotional. Mm-hmm. I think also it's gonna be fun, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I'm hoping, like I think like it, it's basketball at the end of the day, so hopefully there will be some levity there. Um, you know, it might also be political. Like it's, it's going to be must watch TV and yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for Griner. I mean, yeah, it seems, yeah, the, you know, I don't want to say it seems like forever ago, but I feel like, uh, you know, we had, uh, Griner updates, uh, on our podcast for, you know, if we, if we're, if we're to go back and look at our episodes, I would say like you know, considering we only started a couple of years, years ago, like uh, almost half of all of our episodes were trying to make sense of what was happening with Brittany uh, mm-hmm. in, in Russia. Um, and um, yeah, so to, to see Brittany on the court, uh, you know, and, and her family and everything, it's going to be like her first bucket. Come on. Like it's yeah, going to be huge. huge. If she dunks, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the the away game is going to be in uh, L.A. in uh, Los Angeles. So I wonder if that'll be is that going to be the bigger game? It's hard to tell, actually. Yeah, like there's a couple of these where it's sort of like, where does the weight land? Like I was going to say another return returning game is uh, is uh, Courtney Vandersloot um, going back to Chicago, Um, Mm. you know, won a championship for Chicago. But I'm second guessing that because it's sort of like is Chicago just in full rebuild and well um, and I would also argue Candace Parker going back to Chicago would be yeah return maybe even though she had fewer seasons there I want to say but But you know it was there yeah yeah exactly she's from there she's the reason they ultimately got over the hump and won and did the whole going back home thing to be like actually I'm not gonna. I'm going to leave home again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic uh, athlete move there. I mean, obviously everything between, um, you know, the Liberty and the aces is going to be must watch, but it's yeah. almost like which one of those um, games is going to matter the most. Like, I mean, my instinct would be towards the end of the season. Yeah. I'm just trying to find when's the first Liberty aces. Um, I'm not sure if it's here in this ESPN article, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep scanning, see if I can find it, but well, there's uh, one that's going to be electric because well, I feel like there's one August 6th and another one August 28th. Are those the only matchups? I mean, they're in different conferences, so that might be, 
Wow. Um, so we don't get to see them face off against each other until August. That's wild if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Pretty cool. Um, the, you know what? That's going to really add to the tension. That yeah, and we'll see it like if both teams are just like destroying the league, or if one team's underperforming, that's gonna be pretty juicy. Yeah, injuries, uh, all that stuff. I mean, the only other one, sort of like yeah, well, there's lots of big like I mean, I'm excited to see Ryan Howard play in general. Um, but uh, July Friday, July 14th is the uh, like the WBA Skills Challenge and the three point shootout, uh, which is just I don't know. The, for me, the three point shootout is like. It's just built so perfectly as a contest. You know what I, I don't fun. see on this schedule? That what? doesn't mean it won't happen, but you know what I don't see? The Commissioner's Cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Wait a second. Is is the Commissioner's Cup dying a quiet death? Oh, uh, no. Is that, is that what's happening? Uh, the no. third year of the Commissioner's Cup presented by Coinbase oh. also brings added excitement and intrigue to the first half of the season for players teams and fans uh oh so it's just not scheduled yet but it will happen okay fair enough well yeah cool. you know you know how we feel about the commissioner's cup um <laughs> i mean let's give it let's start with a bigger trophy you know um we'll go from there <laughs> but you know lots lots to get excited about and um, you know, we'll, 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 I'm sure we'll talk more schedule too as, as it gets closer. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was an interesting article that came out from Deadspin, uh, I believe this past week about, um, black coaches in the WNBA, specifically black female mm -hmm. coaches. And, um, out of the 12 teams, I believe there's two black coaches yeah. currently and just talking about the disparity of that amongst the almost 80 percent oh, 79 percent of players who are who are black or essentially BIPOC so um yeah this is an ongoing issue but not one we've had the opportunity to talk about on our podcast I feel like this is at least in our world in our circles uh, often talked about more on like an NBA level, mm -hmm. um, but we rarely see this talked about in a in a WNBA level. So, um, Freddie, yeah, let, let's get your thoughts before I go ramble. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, ramble away. But um, I mean, I, I think it's exciting that, um, you know, opportunity uh, is a good word to sort of like preface this because I think it's important to be deliberate and specific and, and I really liked uh, the tone of this article and sort of talking about black women specifically. Right. So mm -hmm. that matters in this context, right? This is a, this is a league that is predominantly black women and, and has been. So that's really important. The there's, there's two, um, as you said, uh, uh, female black coaches, uh, Tanisha Wright um, and Noel Quinn. Um, so I think, there was a lot of talk in the article about sort of uh, their journeys to this point. Uh, and, and that was cool to follow. And, and yeah, I think the WNBA does need to make more of an effort to 
make sure that there's less obstacles for this to happen. Um, and, you know, not necessarily even like this was, didn't really come up in the article, but I, I just like, as a, as a basketball fan, um, I totally get uh, the, you know, the, the reasons behind and the want behind having former players as coaches. But I also feel like, uh, you know, the, the W should strive for more too. It, it should be former players uh, like black women that are, that are coaches, but also black women that are not players um, because that's not a prerequisite for all of the male coaches. Um, and, and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of bringing up, you brought up the NBA, which I thought is good too. Like that's largely a prerequisite for, for black male coaches and it's not for white male coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's, it's like, it just sort of shows you, how much harder the road is, um, uh, you know, as a black American and, and, you know, in this scenario, like a a female black American. Um, Anyways, I think I rambled. No, I I love it. I mean, I, I completely agree. And I think like, yeah, especially too with the, um, with the players prerequisite thing. Cause it's like, there are a lot of people who get into coaching because they were players in their younger years and then they have like career ending injuries or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other circumstances happen and then they don't get to play professionally into their later 20s and 30s. So, you know, there's a lot of or they've played in other leagues or in other minor leagues and things like that. So uh, I think, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be a, a prerequisite at all, but just uh, the opportunities need to be there. But I think one thing that I feel gets lost in these conversations is that it's not just about saying like hire more women, hire more black women. Like you need to set people up to succeed. And I feel like when it comes to um, professions that require a lot of ambition, there's this like attitude of like, it's supposed to be hard to get here. It's supposed to be hard to stay here. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're just not setting people up for success. And I think that there's just so many barriers to entry that are, are difficult. And then there's barriers once you're there. And I think, you know, people need to start fostering better work environments. So it's not like, okay, I've hired this person. I've done my job. Um, You know, you need to care about people when they're there. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I, I always feel that way with, you know, any scenario where it's sort of like, there's this like talk of kind of like diversity and, Mm -hmm. and, and people are put in these really unwinnable, uh, positions and then sort of like the the white chorus is kind of like well that's their shot like you know like next whatever like you know like in 10 years we'll try again and it's like that the conversation's mm-hmm. just sort of like not genuine and i think that's a great point because you know it's it's and it's not even saying that you you don't have high expectations like this is an atmosphere where you know a head coach is is someone who has pressure it's not about they're not being pressure it's about yeah like you said like fostering an environment for yeah like what what, what's the scenario for success yeah like because it's always going to be a tough job it's always going to be ruthless at times because it's sports and it's competitive and Mm -hmm. you know i'm not suggesting any of that should go away but just the work environment itself behind the scenes needs to be that you know, needs to not be hostile. And I think in the past, it certainly has been. 
And, you know, you're still talking, you know, you're just talking about Tom Brady. It's like you're talking about white male owner groups, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're talking about your superiors at this level, not necessarily also being black. So then it's like, okay, so you're still in scenarios where you're the only woman in the room, the only black woman in the room. Right. And those can still present their own challenges. So, you know, you just we need to have this conversation is very important, but I just think what needs to be added to it. So it's really like what my point is more of a yes. And not a yes, but like, I want to make that very clear. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a yes. And, you know, a healthier work environment will allow these positions once they're filled to actually be successful and thrive and be uh, long-term. Yeah. Well said. And I feel like a a point I wanted to bring up, um, with you know like with this article it's it's really good and we were also talking about how the kind of like the sub headlines are are sort of funny and um yeah there's a nepo baby part about <laughs> in this in this deadspin article yeah there's yeah. a nepo baby section yeah uh about uh eric tebow and and you know let me just say this it's like you know this isn't uh about him not deserving it or being qualified etc and you know um but his father was the previous head coach. And I think when you, you know, talk about like being set up to win, you know, he, that's an example of someone being set up to win. Yes. Right. It's like he had a lot of access to like how things work. And like, it's like he wasn't just an assistant coach for a year. And then all of a sudden it's like, you got the job. It's like, you know, he had intimate knowledge of what the job is. Um, and then uh, there's, there's an interesting quote here that uh, it says, you know, we didn't interview other candidates because a succession plan had been discussed for a few years with Eric being elevated to head coach and Mike moving to the front office. Right. Uh, or said Eric has been an integral part of our winning culture and has cultivated the chemistry within our team. Therefore, he was the best option for our team. Um, and, you know, it goes on to say that Latoya Saunders uh, uh, is is the assistant coach and, you know, you know, she's also sort of getting brought along, but yeah, to your point, like it was so set up for him to go in there and have a good scenario. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you, you know, just some sort of echoing what you're saying. You can't just be like, we need this and then not put in the groundwork to make it work. Yeah, I was trying to, in my mind, it's like, it, it's, <laughs> I thought the phrase, uh, adopt a Nepo baby, but you're not adopting a, a Nepo baby, you're adopting someone to be your Nepo baby. You know what I mean? Like, treat them like you're their, your Nepo baby. That's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Do you, do, is that, am I making sense? Yeah, that makes perfect because sense. Because I would love to be a Nepo baby. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm not. Yeah, throw me in there, coach. But. I it would be a dream you know what I mean because we like we work so hard in like everything we do like we're always hustling we're always putting Mm -hmm. in the grind and it's just like man if I could be a nepo baby I would be one I just would be one I oh yeah my time I I would be I'd be like an uh I'm saying nepo I don't know uh, I guess it's Nepo. I'd be a Nepo baby and I would. Well, now I'm like doubting myself, but I'm pretty sure it's Nepo baby. I'd be so privileged and like, I wouldn't even, I'd be like, oh, I still struggle. Like those are my favorite Nepo babies. The ones yeah, that are like, yeah. but I struggle too. Um, anyways, uh, all jokes aside, this is a great article. 
Um, and I just want to uh, find the name of the writer. Um, it's uh, Tamron. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing the last name, uh, but uh, Tamron Spru Spruill Spruill S P R U I L L. I know, right? It's like that's where my stutter comes out. Yikes. Because it's like, <laughs> sorry if, and it's like, yeah. it's no if. Okay, but can I throw it to you? Can you can... <laughs> I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going with a silent eye. Sprule. Oh, that's a good one. Sprule. Yeah. Uh, Deadspin, uh, the headline is the WNBA head coaching situation in black and white. Um, so there it is. It came out on Tuesday of this week. Uh, it's a lengthy article, but a very good read and, uh, you know, inspired this conversation and we appreciate yeah. it. So definitely, uh, check it out. Um, okay. Uh, Freddie, we wanted to talk about the, uh, athletes unlimited league. This is a new yeah. league, which, you know, I have been very adamant about not having time for another league, which I stand by. Yes. But Freddie has uh, done some digging for us. Uh, so so tell us what what you uh, what you found. Yeah. So this is sort of for, you know, if this will hold you over a little bit until uh, the W starts back up, uh, all of the games are available on League Pass. Um, so they're pretty accessible in that sense. Uh, and a lot of big name players are in the league as well. Um, Odyssey Sims is sort of the star of the league. Um, Jordan Canada has been like the leading guard. And mm. I think one of the things that to me is the most like interesting, cool part about this league is, you know, we were talking about it before, but um, this is like the, you know, the W is involved with this. This, this is all sort of connected to, getting players more money and bridging this off season and sort of not putting players in a scenario where they have to go overseas. I think it needs to grow obviously has a long way to, to go. But um, one thing I did want to read to you, Catherine, just cause it's so wild and mm -hmm. for any kind of sports nerds, this, this is fun to me because I'm just going to read you like how this league works. Like it's so hilariously okay. different and complicated. Um, so first of all, all of the players are competing against one another. Uh, the teams change throughout the year. Oh, um, yeah. So the, basically you, there's like, there's like, it's sort of like a constant draft. Um, wow. so you, you get 150 points, um, if you win the game, um, but there's game MVP. So there's like one, two, and three, uh, which are like 90, 60 and 30 points individual stats are awarded points. So if you're like a fantasy person or like a stat nerd, like this league is for you too. Like assists are 10 points, steals are 10 points, blocks are 10 points, but then you also get um, a shooting foul drawn. Like it's really, they really go for it. Like made free throw 10 points. Um, and then there's, there's so the stats themselves are worth points is what you're the saying. The stats themselves are worth points. Wow. Um, so it's this sort of kind of like, also, if you're a betting person, I think you'd probably have a good time with this league because there's, there's a lot of that going mm. on too. And then obviously, uh, overtime comes into play. Um, but anyways, after every week, 
uh, the teams are sort of ranked in gold, orange, blue, and purple. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, it's only five weeks heading into week five. Uh, and uh, Sims has been on team gold, I think, since the first week or the second week. Um, but yeah, if you, if you want a W fixed, if you want some, some women's basketball in your life, check that out. Uh, I think, I think it looks like Sims like sort of has it in the, in the bag. Um, no, it's not Isabel Harrison. There's someone else who's, who's, oh, uh, Hillman, uh, Naz Hillman is sort of the other, the other person coming for her. But, um, yeah, Sims is looking good. But anyways, yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of they're gonna do a bunch of awards too, like MVP of the league, defensive player of the league, of the league. So you know that kind of thing can can and hopefully will carry over into the W narratively. Well, I think. Okay, here's my thing. I think this league sounds incredibly intriguing, and I actually think it has a lot of potential. But one thing I'm very confused by is why are they doing this in March? Why would they do this during March Madness? It feels like the worst time. That is a question. Like, like, that I, like I do not know. And in the article, like, that didn't come up. But that's I was that's like, great. If it were me, not that I'm some sort of marketing genius or anything, but if it were me, I would do this league in January. Yeah, because that's, that's when you know it's like there's no WNBA things happening. Um, you know, we're far enough away from March Madness that that hasn't fully ramped up yet. And, you know, when you consider like all the other sports that are happening in the male leagues, everyone's like bored in January. They're just like mm -hmm. waiting for like after All-Star weekend and stuff like that. Like January is a real lull where there's like not as much going on. And so to me, like it would make the most sense for this to be like a January league. So it just gives something else for people to be excited about in the middle of winter when everything else is sort of in a, you know, at a slower pace, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, you hear that commissioner's cup? <laughs> I, you're not alone in the doghouse anymore. Um, Cause Catherine has a new, as a no, um, I totally agree. That's, that's you know what I mean? Cause it's just yeah. like, how could I, how could I have time to watch, you know, March madness, the NBA and this at the yeah. same time. Uh, also, I just want to correct myself uh, for anyone who is watching. Melissa Smith is the one who can steal Odyssey Sims, like sort of the, the top, top spot there. Okay, um, cool. But yeah, you know, just thought I'd throw it a bone. Uh, uh, you know, anything that uh, is getting, uh, you know, uh, women's basketball more attention and more uh, money is good, but yeah, maybe structured a little bit better. Yeah, that's all. But I, but I do find the league in and in and of itself, I find the league itself intriguing. That's yeah, it's all. cool. I, I definitely like that. That format's kind of fun to me. Mm -hmm. And it separates itself from other things and and keeps things interesting. Um, okay, Freddie, it's time for your fun question. Freddie's fun question. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we we just need add... another soundbite that isn't just us. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this one is, um, I'm curious which way we both go with it. But uh, 
what is the number one because me and you have never been to uh, we've never seen uh, a live WNBA game mm-hmm, um, we mm-hmm. will in Toronto was a preseason game but uh, what is a uh, like if you had to pick one arena to go to um, which arena are you going to why I want to know okay um I, yeah I haven't been to any of these I'm sure they're all great but um you know okay I I kind of have two answers okay I like it so the first one that intrigues me is Las Vegas because it's the Michelob Ultra Arena yeah. and it looks like it's in a hotel mm-hmm. is I that true that- yeah, it looks like oh, it's, it's in, in the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. So that it like right there it sounds incredible. Um, so I would definitely want to check that out. And then the other one is the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, just for the name alone. Yeah. Climate you, Pledge Arena. You feel like you're you're doing good by the environment. Yes. You know? Yes. I would want to know like what's all of that actually about and is my experience <laughs> what's this whole climate experience about what's, what's, what, what is know. the climate no um <laughs> and then i'd want to know if like is the in arena experience more environmentally friendly hmm, than other okay. in arena experiences right like is everything like compostable or something you know what i mean like that's what i would want to see yeah so I'm sorry I have two answers, but I have two answers. No, that's good. Uh, it's it's a good lean into me because I almost had four answers because I went in with a specific <laughs> prerequisite. Just half the league. No, yeah, my 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 main thing was I want to go to an arena uh, that doesn't uh, house any other teams. Um, a lot of right. A lot of arenas are in, you know. Yeah, so no crypto.com arena. Yeah, nothing like no that. No Barclays, so yeah. It narrowed it down to the Las Vegas, uh, the Michelob Ultra Arena, uh, the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena, the Connecticut Sun, and then the Liberty and the Sky both have their own arenas. So that's New York and, and Chicago, um, kind of their own spots. So my answers are... Um, Chicago because I've only been there once and it was very for a very short time and also those games look hype uh, I'm not gonna lie the Chicago games always look very fun and for a more like quiet romantic getaway maybe I'd take my partner and we'd go to um can we'd go check out the uh the Connecticut Sun you know what I mean just like mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like a nice like you know that's my my environmental answer is like maybe your environmental answer (laughs) you know what i mean maybe we'd have some whatever lobster driving driving to connecticut Connecticut. how is lobster environmental you're right honestly my my idea of being environmental is eating something is there lobster like not that there isn't lobster in connecticut but is it known for lobster absolutely not um so i i sort of butchered my own question i should have just stuck with one chicago that's my answer you know, I feel like you have felt guilty for abandoning Chicago ever since you did. True. Um, which makes sense. But also, like, the Wintrust Arena does look very good. Right. And it would be fun to just, like, Chicago's just, like, a very fun city, too. Um, so, yeah, you would have a good time there. But which one? Are, so you're sticking with Chicago, then? 
And there is a lobster season in Connecticut. Sorry. In between so- September and November, but I'm sticking with Chicago. But is that lobster season in general or is that specific to Connecticut? Uh, that, I honestly, I'll have to come back uh, for next episode. I'll have to do some deeper digging on the lobster season. I mean, season. maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do like is Is it one lobster season feeds them all? That, that <laughs> I, I can't be too sure. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'm like that to me. I gotta, I gotta get to the bottom of this. Like you know what I mean? Is it like only a couple months so you can get pinched by a lobster hand or whatever? You should be the mascot and just dress as a lobster. Hundred percent during the month of September. I'm sure they already have a mascot, but I'm no, but just hard. a specific September mascot in addition to, and it's you and as a lobster. Yeah. I would trust um, you with that role. Connecticut Sun, their mascot is Blaze. Um, I don't know what Blaze is. Not gonna lie, <laughs> um, it doesn't look like a lobster, but yeah, he's just a guy that's orange, like sorta. I mean, yeah, there's some like Muppet vibes. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you a quick. A uh, picture of Blaze here. Okay, send me a picture of Blaze. I'll send it on our, our, our Facebook thread. Just have, have some looks at, at Blaze. You know, lobster colored. I'll say that. <laughs> you sent me the whole uh, Google image. So- oh, <laughs> he's did. cute at least. I know, it is cute, yeah. He's actually really cute. I think it's a he. Yeah, me too um really adorable actually um okay i'm i'm fine with this i'm actually quite happy with this i was i was prepared to be disappointed but um no blaze is actually super cute uh oh no the links one in this one photo is (laughs) anyway okay you know what we should our next uh our next ready fun question uh should be about mascots yeah, we haven't, we haven't done mascots. Yeah, yet. we we, we got to go deep. Um, okay. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know what we don't know what Blaze is. We need to figure that out. <laughs> we got to go deep. <laughs> um. Okay, Freddie. Uh, that has been our episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Happy uh rest of March Madness, everyone. Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time as we always are, and uh, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod. Um, Freddie, do you have anything else to share? No, just um, yeah, check out my my Raptors Pod, um, and uh, yeah, the Confederacy of Dunks on uh, Raptors Republic, and that's it. Yeah, enjoy your lives. Amazing. Uh, thanks, everyone. Bye. Peace. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.